What's happening, everyone? Hope everyone is enjoying their summer. Welcome in to the Final Score podcast. Rex Watek of the Frederick News Post Sports Department here with you, and uh, we are continuing our season preview uh, for the 2019 high school football season in Frederick County. And uh, the man sitting across from me uh, this week uh, reached uh, the the pinnacle of, of, of the sport in, in high school uh, last year. Uh, Kurt Stein, the head coach of the Oakdale Bears, the state champion Oakdale Bears. Uh, does, it, does it sound weird to hear that? Does it sound nice to hear that? I mean, when people say that, how do, how do you react? I mean, I guess it's certainly better to be introduced like that than without having that. But uh, obviously, that was 2018. And this is 2019, so we have a new challenge at head, but we're certainly uh, not shy from what we accomplished last year, and we're going to hope to try to build on that success going forward. Okay, exactly. I was going to say, are you one of those guys like the past is the past? It doesn't really matter what we've done uh, in, in the past. The only thing that matters is what we're about to do. I mean, it, it, there's there's both sides of that. I mean, if you think about it, no, winning it last year doesn't, doesn't mean we're going to do anything this year, but... We have a lot of guys on our team that got an extra month of practice, a lot of guys on our team that experience pressure situations and experience what it feels like to get to the top, and I would think that would make them want to and be more hungry to try to do it again. So I do think some of what happened last year can benefit us, but no, it certainly does not guarantee us any success going forward. Yeah, brief brief uh, recap of last season. Oakdale uh, went 14-0, and uh, first uh, unbeaten regular season in school history, first unbeaten season in school history, first state championship uh, in school history, and the, and, and the program is, is really not that old, and, and we'll, we'll, we'll talk about that too. Uh, you guys weren't really challenged at all during the season, even in the state final. Uh, you beat a very good Glen L team, uh, 35-7, uh, for the uh, 2A uh, championship. Uh, what, what did that moment mean to you, uh, winning, winning that game? For me, it was really a lot of flood of emotions thinking about those last 10 years as a whole. And when we went from, you know, I got the job before we even had a nickname, we weren't even the Bears, you know, to 10 years later and all the kids and all the coaches that have come through the program and put their blood, sweat and tears into it for us to have all that hard work pay off with the, you know, the ultimate goal in a team sport is hoisting that trophy down there at Naval Naval Academy. And it was a special moment. I just, I thought a lot about the guys that weren't there that were there in the beginning to help us get that going. Yeah. Cause you were the coach that were hand, that was handing out the shoulder pads. I mean, you started this thing from scratch uh, and it was, it was about 10 years until uh, till you, till you reached the very top. Did it, did it feel like 10 years or did it, did it feel like it went faster? Yeah, I mean, definitely. I mean, there was yes and no. I guess it was nine years. So we had eight varsity teams in nine school years. This will be our 10th year of Oakdale High School uh, coming up. But, uh, you know, I mean, at times it felt long. I mean, as you know, the first couple years of varsity were, were rough. I mean, we went 0-10 and 2-8. and 8, So we started the program 2-18. and 18. Did you have to go through that, though, to get to where you eventually got? Or, or is it just one of those it's, sayings? It's, <laughs> it's hard to say. I mean, you know, I definitely think we learned a lot from the early years, and we learned especially just how tough it was to win in Frederick County. You and I have talked in the past about how good the football is here, and when you only have 19 kids on the team, and, and you know, you're just getting started and you got a fresh staff, you know, someone like myself who had never been a varsity head coach before, you know, it, it, was, a, it was a rude awakening to see how difficult it was going to be. But at the same time, it let us know what it was going to take. And we had a lot of people that worked really, really hard over those years. Our kids especially have become just phenomenal workers. I mean, you could see what they do in the mornings this week and every week in the summer to get ready for the season. And 
they understand what it takes to win in a county like this in a state like Maryland. So it's been a long time on that, but now each year seems to go by faster. I mean, I heard the old saying, the days are long, but the years are fast, right? And it, and it kind of feels like that at times. The days are long when you're grinding away there, but the years keep going by. And we've become, a you know, one of the better programs in the state of Maryland, I would say. And we're really proud of that. And we want to keep that going for as long as we can. So the win last year, that, that was for the Crosby winners and, and, and all the kids that have come through your program from, from day one. Yeah, Crosby winners has actually started last year as our head JV. He was our JV quarterback coach and he is my offensive booth man. So Crosby winners was on the other end of the headset. What was he your first or second quarterback? He was our first quarterback. Uh, Jay Molnar was a, was a running back quarterback that would play quarterback some back then. But Crosby, pretty much the first three years of our varsity existence, was the starting quarterback. And he, his senior year, we got to six and four. We missed the playoffs by a point that third year. But him and his group of guys were the first guys to get us over. They were freshmen when the school opened, get us over the 500 mark. And he, him being on the other end of that headset um, down there in Navy and us talking through that game together, it, that was kind of a special moment for me, for sure. That that that, that was pretty cool. So. And, and now you got you guys are in a position where where you're the ones being chased. I mean, does, does that feel differently? I mean, you're still chasing. You still want to win a state title, so you still have things that you're pursuing and going after. But now you're the target. Everyone's coming after you. Or where maybe that wasn't the case in in, in years past. <laughs> I mean, absolutely, we welcome that. I mean, you certainly feel like that every week, whether it's true or not. And uh, you know, even though last year was the first time that we were able to get all the way and accomplish the ultimate goal, I mean, we won nine games the year before that, nine games the year before that, eight the year before that, eight year before that. So we've been a pretty good program for a while, and probably been in the sights of some of the better teams for a while. But now, you know, I guess you could say maybe the question was, could they ever get all the way? Well, now that we've done that, and so now it's can can we do it again? Well, was, there were big expectations, even though you guys had never done it before. There were big expectations for you guys to finally break through. I mean, a lot of people sort of expected you to get to, to get there. What, what, what was there a lot of pressure that came along with that? I mean, I think I always feel pressure to win, but I I don't think our kids felt it as much. They they more embraced it. Our group last year was a fun group. They loved to play. They loved to practice. They always had a good time with each other. Our chemistry was outstanding, and they took it as a challenge. I mean, I've never seen the week we played Damascus, the way our kids carried themselves that week in school, at practice, at each other's house, at extra film sessions and stuff. They were excited about the challenge. I don't think it was a nervous thing at all. I mean, even though that can certainly happen, they didn't respond that way. They were more excited to, to get the challenge instead of being nervous about it yeah what what are your biggest memories from that ride that you were on last year i mean just that we finally did it i mean you never know i mean there's some great great coaches and great great programs that have never quite been able to do it i mean i got really close with with ben wright in his last couple of years and he was actually on our staff for his last two years coaching and uh you know he's one of the best coaches and best human beings i've ever been around and they never, you know, they they got beaten the championship game a couple of times. They never, they never were able to do it. And so, if great coaches and great programs like that can can escape them, that certainly could happen to us too. So it was pretty amazing that we were able to to do that and accomplish something that a lot of people haven't been able to do. What well, was there a prank? Was there a particular practice though that jumps out in your mind? A, a game, just a funny moment on 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 a ride to a game. Just uh, just just any any great stories that that, that and memories that you have from last year. <laughs> I mean, I, I would say I'm putting you on the spot. I realize the way I, I could see 
obviously the championship, but when we beat Damascus, that was almost like a little bit of a hurdle, you know, because they had beaten us twice in the playoffs in years prior. Uh, it was on their field in the money. You know, they had the nation's longest winning streak. They had the most wins in a row in the United States of America. I think it was 54, right? Yeah, 53 yeah. or 54, something like that. And, and so, and, and no one had beaten them on their field in, in about a decade. Yeah, I think like yeah. 2010 or something right, like yeah. that. So to see the, the jubilation in our kids' eyes when I came to meet them in the huddle after that, I could, you know, you could see it and you could feel it. That was special to me because I was just so proud of them and I could tell how happy they were and you know for us to share that together that was very special i mean what was that moment like though because uh, yes it was a very significant win for you guys and a huge accomplishment to end that uh to end that uh winning streak and and to beat the team that had won three state titles uh uh before before you but but you still had two weeks to play so you have to you have to balance the yes we just did some something amazing with Guys, we still have two weeks left. I mean, how did you guys handle that? Well, we reminded them in the post-game huddle, and that whole next week of practice, we, we kind of stole a little something from the 96 Bulls when they uh, when they broke the regular season wins record in the NBA. And we right. kept say, all the kids all week just kept saying, it doesn't mean a thing if we don't get the ring. What we did won't really matter. People won't really remember it as much unless we finish the job. You guys didn't want to be the Golden State Warriors of uh, 2016. Ex- exactly. You know, and in those next two weeks... I mean, we shut out our next opponent um, in Elkton the week after that. And then, like you said, we only gave up seven in the championship game. So they were more than up to the challenge and locked in to finish the job. Right. Uh, a win like that, how long – I mean, you you do have to move on and you, you have to look, look ahead to the next season and you sort of have to distance yourself from it to get to where you want to go this season. But how, how long do you allow yourself to enjoy, enjoy a win like that? I mean, we're about nine months removed uh, – from the state championship game. I mean, I, uh, I, I've said something, I've never talking to a few people. The one thing that you never really do in coaching is enjoy the win because there's always a game next week. You know, when you wake up Saturday morning, it's back to the film and you got to start grinding away because you have an opponent and you're now on the clock. The cool thing about the state championship was there was no game the next week. Right. So there was a day or two, when, you know, we're getting real close to Christmas break. So, you know, that month of December w- was nice. And we all kind of got to enjoy it a little bit and take a little time off. We, you know, we didn't have to go to practice and stuff. But, uh, you know, I'm a workaholic. I- I'm not going to lie when it comes to football. And I was already kind of grinding away about what kids we need to do what with and move the pieces. And we were in the process then. If uh, We're on our year one of those year two cycles, so we had open dates that we needed to fill. And there was a lot of work that needed to be done. So, you know, we had a few days there, and then we kind of had Christmas break. And then by the time Christmas break was over, you know, we it was time to turn the clock. We hung the clock back up with the countdown on to week one, and we were off and running again. Yeah, your off season really begins. Your off season work really begins in January, right? Yeah, well, I mean, when you get back from Christmas break, yeah. we we usually give the kids a little time in December, and we especially did this year since we played into December. So we just waited until Christmas break was over, and it was January, and then we kind of got cranking again. All right. Well, was getting to that point from from scratch was was it tougher than you thought it might be? I mean, yes and no. On one hand, you know, especially when things aren't going well, it feels incredibly difficult. But I mean, if you're honest with yourself and you go, okay, we're we're starting this from scratch, literally, to think it wouldn't be very challenging is, is you know, kind of foolish. So at times when you thought about it, you know, it made sense. But yeah, like I said, there were some long days in there and some hard days when things weren't going well and we were just racking our brains with how to make it better. 
So 2019, it's a fresh start for you guys in a lot of ways. I mean, you had 26 seniors, I believe, on mm-hmm. that team last year. That's a huge number of kids to subtract from a football team. Absolutely. Um, sort of, sort of how, how, does, how does the team look so far this year? I mean, what's what your summer been like so far this year? I mean, I'm really excited. Uh, you know, we had a pretty big roster last year, especially after we moved the JV guys up from the playoffs. So we still have a lot of guys that were there. It all sort of starts with our four our four captains that all started last year for us, and Ethan Reefer, Luke Carey, Dylan Burney, and Ben Bevilacqua. They took over the leadership of the team in departure of the seniors. And the truth of the matter is we had some really, really good football players that just didn't get a chance to play as much as they probably would have because we were so good and so senior levy, uh, heavy. Our JV team went seven and one, you know, and we had a lot of we had four sophomores on varsity, and so we actually do bring a lot of talent back. There's just maybe not as much experience as usual, but with that said, those guys played a lot of second halves. They got an extra month of practice, you know, so. We're probably in a lot better shape than people would think, and we're really, really excited as a coaching staff to start teaching again and really start getting at it because we think these guys could do something special if we can get them up to speed. I, I was going to ask you that. Is it sort of fun to be able – you're not starting from scratch, obviously, but, but be able to start over with a new group. Yeah, I mean, last year the majority of the team was a three-year starter, really. So when we were in August, we said, hey, go do this, and they, and they knew how to do it. You know, this year – we're going to have to slow down a little bit. We're going to have to teach a little bit more. But there's something exciting and fun and challenging about that, too. When we watch the kids run around in the summer and lift weights, they definitely look like they can get the job done. So now we're going to take that on ourselves as coaches if we can teach them and coach them up and you know, teach them how to play Oakdale football with our culture and our chemistry and the things that leads us to championships. Yeah, you guys are going to be a different team, but different doesn't mean better or worse or it's just – different right yeah and like i said the four years leading into this we had a really good team so each year the kids have changed but we've been able to establish our brand of football and you know we've been very successful last year pushed it to a new height and but like i said those guys were all there and they're really excited to try to prove that they can do it too well what do you think the biggest adjustments will be because there will be some i mean colin schley's not your um, quarterback anymore mario goings isn't your fullback and your running back anymore uh, I mean, a lot of a lot of seniors uh, are are gone off that team. But what, what what do you think the biggest adjustments will be for you? I guys? think the biggest adjustment will be finding everybody's role. We have we have this pot of very talented kids, so we got to figure out who needs to play where to maximize ourselves on offense and defense, so we can get the most talent on the field, get everybody the appropriate rest throughout the game. And so, a guy that hasn't started before. Well, he might be an X, he might be a Y, he might be a C, maybe he's a Will linebacker. And so we're going to have to work through all of that in August to figure out how the puzzle pieces fit the best in those 22 slots to maximize our potential and our talent. Right. Well, what, what sort of legacy do you think Colin will leave? Um, uh, I mean, certainly one of the better, one of the best, if not the best quarterback to play in this county, right? <laughs> I mean, I, I've been around the game most of my life. I, you know, I'm I work at the quarterback factory and stuff. I've been around a lot of really good quarterbacks. He's he's the best I've ever coached. I know that, and he's one of the best I've ever been around, if not the best I've ever been around. He can do some things with his arm that just normal people can't do. And uh, yeah, I mean, 
I, I, this is no disrespect to all the great, great players we've had at Oakdale, but he's the best player that we've ever had for sure. Right. Uh, he's at Kent State now. Yep. And, and you feel with four good years at Kent State, we could be seeing him play on. He has a chance to be playing on Sundays one day, right? It would not shock me. Right. Because his arm talent is equal to NFL. Not, well, I don't know if equals the word. I, I don't know what word I'm looking for, but he's got NFL arm talent. I mean, he? arm strength wise, he's, he's, he is equal. I mean, he can stand at the 50 yard line and throw it through the goalposts. Right. I've seen him do it. So. I mean, there's not a lot of human beings on earth that can do that. So, yeah, arm talent-wise, he's a great athlete. I mean, he was a two-star basketball recruit, had four or five Division One offers in basketball as well. So, on the talent, he's got everything. He's got the size. He's six foot four. He's been killing it in workouts up there at Kent State this summer. He played so, in the Big 33, too. Played uh, in the Big 33 game. So, I mean, the sky's the limit. I mean, you never know how things will go, but there's no doubt in my mind that if we were there – Five years from now, four years from now, I wouldn't be shocked. Right, exactly. And, and this all transitions into my question. How do you think a kid like Ethan, who's a great kid, great football player, pretty cool customer, it seems, in the times I've talked to him, how, how do you think he'll step into these shoes? Oh, he's going to be good. He's going to be very good. I mean, I'm not trying to put pressure on him, and I don't have to worry about that because he's not like that. Nothing really bothers the kid. But, you know, Colin had mono two years ago, and re- Ethan, as a sophomore, started and won three games for us. He started every single game at wide receiver and will linebacker last year. So he's got a start, you know, started both ways in every game of the state championship team. He is a way better quarterback than people know because when, when you have Colin, you have to wait to play quarterback. He's probably the most excited of everybody on the team to show what he can do. And the truth is matter, starting with Crosby, every single quarterback we've had has been first team all area and played quarterback in college, all of them. Right, yeah. So, I mean, he just wants to be next in a long line of, of good kids to come through the system. What, 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 do, what do you like about uh, Ethan? What, what, what does he do well? His toughness. He's the toughest kid on the field. And his leadership exudes that. You know, the kids have confidence in him because they know he's not scared to go out and make a play in anything. He can run a little bit. He can throw a little bit. He can do a lot. He actually reminds me a lot of Colin's brother, Corey. He plays a similar style to Corey. And, um, you know, but the bottom line is when it's third and five and the game's on the line, you're not going to unnerve him. And that's a really, really good quality to have. Right. Yeah. So how will you tailor the offense around uh, Ethan? I mean, we're going to have to wait and see. Our system is pretty flexible. That's one of the reasons that we run it. Uh, we can run the ball every time. We can throw the ball every time. We can go somewhere in the middle, which is what we trend to do. But we never go into a game thinking we have to run it this many times or throw it this many times. We get in there and feel it out and let the game come to us. So, this and Ethan knows our system inside and out. Like I said, he's been in it for three years. He's played quarterback at practice or in the games in, in all of those years. So like I said, he's got three starts. He played a lot of second halves last year at quarterback. So I don't think we're going to have to change much. We're just going to have to figure out which of those plays he runs the best and then make sure we call those ones a little bit more. But we won't really know where his best stuff is until we get into August and start you know, throwing it around a little bit. Do you think your offense will look a lot different? No. Yeah. yeah. I don't. Yeah. Yeah. 
How do you go about replacing a kid like Mario Goings, who who gave you a lot on both sides of the ball? Yeah, I mean, you're looking at a three-year starter at linebacker, uh, you know, short yardage, fullback guy, um, great leader, again. Uh, the biggest thing we'll have to replace is, you know, Mario was the quarterback of our defense. You know, he adjusted the fronts. He got us in the calls. When you have somebody with that much experience, that's what they do. So we've got some linebackers that we like, but they're younger. Um, we got a, we got a couple seniors too, but seniors that sat behind Ethan and Mario last year. So we're gonna have to wait and see to see which one of them can kind of become that quarterback because it doesn't have to be the Mike. It can be you know your strong side guy or your weak side guy or whatever. But we like the guys we got. We just got to get them in there and see if they're willing to you know put their nose in there and do all the things that you need to do to be a successful linebacker at the high school level. And and, and and the leadership those guys brought, too. I mean, uh, you're, you're going to have to fill the void there, too, with Colin on offense, Mario, just overall, just, just, just the leadership qualities they had will be important to replace. <laughs> Absolutely. And I, like I said, I think Ethan, Luke, and Dylan, and Ben have done a really, really good job so far in the offseason of assuming those roles. Uh, we named him captain at the banquet uh, before we even got going here again. Um, they understand well, they saw firsthand how important it was, so they understand that that needs to be replaced, and they've done a great job. The kids love them. Um, you know, they they are good leaders because they work hard and they play hard and they practice hard. And when they say something, they don't just say it; they do it. So, I think we'll be fine. I think those four guys are really going to take ownership of the team and you know Luke's might be the best defensive player in Frederick County and so he can take a leadership role of defense even though he's not a linebacker and I think we'll we'll be right there again here's the, maybe the most important question of all what's your kicking game going to look like this man, year man we've got a, we've got a few kids in the mix we have a we have a, a junior a sophomore and we have we have another kid that's coming out for the team that hasn't played before that has a soccer background so we have a, a few kids in the program that show some potential but uh talk about some big shoes to fill but they have some big big shoes to fill i mean justin ritter is as good as they come you know to be a scholarship kid at jmu and do all three jobs really it's four jobs if you get extra point and field goal is two different jobs he did all four jobs for for a long time at oakdale and did them as good as anybody you're ever going to see i mean you have five-star recruits so they have some big yeah, shoes he, to he, fill. Was, he was your only five-star recruit he's right? the only five-star recruit we've ever had absolutely so He's a five-star guy, and so they're you know they're not going to be him, but we think there's potential there that they can be good enough, and you know if they can get anywhere close to being what he is, we should be okay. Yeah, yeah. And we always got guys that are willing to run and cover and tackle. We always have those guys. So even if the ball is not a touchback, we think we can find ten guys that will run down there and make a tackle for us. Yeah, for 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 those that might not be aware or, or didn't appreciate it as much, is what did Justin Ritter do for you over the last four years? <laughs> he was the best player in our defense, even though he never played it down a defense, because our defense always had 80 yards behind him. When he kicked off, he kicked it in the end zone. It was a touchback. When he punted it, he would pin him inside the 20 or inside the 5 or inside the 10. We were almost never in bad field position because we had very few turnovers, and Justin was so good in the kicking game that our defense, as great as they were, knew they could give up a first down or two, and the other team would still have to punt because they were always backed up in the shadow of their own end zone. He was one. Of, he was your biggest weapon, you could argue. Absolutely. <laughs> right. Uh, so what, what what else do you like uh, about about the team? Uh, who else has sort of jumped out through summer workouts and stuff so far? Well, I'm really excited about our offensive line. We're actually going to be much bigger 
uh, than we have been in the past. It starts with Ben Bevilacqua. He is the lone returning starter on the offensive line. Uh, he started every game at right guard last year, and he's going to stay there at right guard. Uh, we had a center um, named Christian Rozier, who was a sophomore on varsity last year, was a lacrosse kid, kind of took up football late when he got to high school. He's a big kid, and he's very agile and athletic from his lacrosse background. We're really excited about him. We have a sophomore that was always an Oakdale kid, but his freshman year he went to good counsel named Chase Hot and has come back, and he's looking to be a big-time, big-time player for us on the offense and defensive line, so we're really excited about him. And then we've got a whole bunch of guys in Logan Oriolo and Kevin Lane and Matt Menard and um, David Sandy and just a whole bunch of other big tough kids, Joe Boris, that we think can all get in there and compete. And we think when it all shakes out that we're going to have five pretty good offensive linemen. So if we can get them coached up, I think the size and the strength will be there. Yeah, uh, pass catching because I think Blake Baxter uh, graduated uh, who who will be catching passes from uh, Ethan this season. Well, it kind of starts with Luke Carey. You know, if if Luke Carey and um, Ethan Reefer and Noah Miller, the three of them played our two outside positions and they rotated throughout the game last year. So Luke's our returner. He's about 6'2", 235 now. He is a big target. He looks a lot like Bryce used to look out there with his his size and his um, physicality. And and his older brother, Logan, too. His older brother, Logan, was a great, great football player for us um, a couple years ago. And so it's going to start there. But then we have a whole – I wouldn't be surprised to see us play six receivers on any given night. We've got um, track star Lee Goodson, who was on that 4 by 800 team, you know, state championship 4 by 800 team. Avery McClellan is a really good, solid receiver that's always been good and kind of waiting his turn. We're really excited, and I'm sure you know him from – uh, covering basketball but Cameron Dorner is one heck of a slot receiver and um, even though he's only a sophomore I mean you saw his athleticism on the hardwood last year we think he could be the fill-in for Blake you know we think he could really do that and we have a couple other guys and Patrick Thomas and Charlie Sheets that we think can play that inside spot a lot so we have a whole bunch of guys we're going to let them kind of battle it out through August and we'll see who's going to get more reps in that but there's definitely some talent some guys that can really run there so We'll be fast at the receiver spot, and Luke will provide the size. So I think we'll be okay. Uh, Running back? Well, again, we kind of got by committee. So we got Dylan Burney, who was our starting strong safety last year. And his brother, his older brother, was an excellent running back for for TJ. His older brother is one of the best that I've ever coached against and played at Towson. Um, He's probably probably our best back right now. We've got a young guy named um, – Ryan Pahovsky, that's very good. Good one. Some, with so many names. Uh, I, I know. I, I have to catch myself sometimes, too. Oh, so. I know. Yeah. Garrett yeah. Witt, who is our other quarterback and one of our better lacrosse players in the program, he's going to play some running back and fullback. We got two young guys, his name, uh, Andrew Hodges and Bra- uh, Braden Kuhn, two sophomores that we like back there. And it uh, looks like we just happened last week um, – a young man named uh, Josue Longa, who was a tailback at Quince Orchard last year, just moved up here to Frederick County, and it looks like we're going to add him into the mix as well. Nice. Okay. Uh, where, where, where's, where's Simeon now? Is he still playing football? Simeon's or? at Lehigh. Okay. Yeah, he's yeah. four-eyed, Division One scholarship to Lehigh. Yeah. He might play some defense this year, it looks like. Um, <clears throat> he's played a little bit of everywhere, running back slot, DB. They're looking at him different places, but they're just going through the summer workouts right now. In, in about a decade, how many guys have you put in college football? 
Oh, Division One or oh, oh, oh geez, yeah. a, a lot. We put a lot from Division Three to Division One. I. I think we've had seven or eight full ride D one guys, um, but from if you go from Division Three, Division Two, we have you know anywhere from four to eight guys every year probably that have gone. Um, you know, so we've done a good job. I mean, that just shows you that we've been blessed with very good players, guys that are good enough to play at the next level, and um, you know that's why you win a lot of games. So you think you'll. You think you'll play the same? Does it does it feel like a new team? I mean, does it does it feel like you guys are starting over? <laughs> I mean, not starting over. It always feels a little new because the puzzle's so hard. Like you take a guy like Ethan Reefer last year, who we knew he was such a good talent, but we weren't exactly sure what to do with him because he wasn't going to be the quarterback. We had him playing free safety. We moved him out to receiver a little bit, and then we had an injury in fall camp that shook up our linebacker core a little bit and. The day before the QO scrimmage, we moved him to the Will linebacker spot. And within three days, we were like, oh, my goodness. And he is one of the best Will linebackers to ever play for us. So that always is going to happen when you have guys that haven't started before and you're not 100% sure where they fit the best. And I'm assuming we'll have some stuff like that this August, too, where we're like, eh, no, he's not, that's not the spot for him. Let's move him over here. Or somebody happens, somebody gets dinged up, and you move somebody somewhere else. And that's really – that's the new piece. It's just, okay, how do we make this kid the absolute best football player he can be? Where do we put him that he can contribute the absolute most? And you just can't answer those questions until it's their time to play. Right. Isn't Ethan's personality pretty key for you guys because – like it or not, he's going to be compared to uh, fair or not, he's gonna be compared to Colin all season long. I mean but but he's not gonna run away from that or shy away from that not comparison. At all. So Yeah, I mean it's as you said, the pressure affects everybody differently. And you know, me, you and everybody else. But for him, he's just never been a guy that, that stuff's got to him. He's done the opposite. He gets excited about the challenge. He gets excited about people not thinking he can do it. He's been really excited about a lot of he's been at a lot of camps. He's got a couple D one offers already himself to go throw for people because they haven't seen him throw and he wants to show them that hey, I I can do this just as well as maybe the other guys that you recruited. You just haven't had a chance to see me do it yet. So he likes to be challenged. He's a very competitive kid. So, yeah, his his personality will be a benefit for us. Uh, I meant to ask you about your defense, too. He'll be at Will Linebacker and one of your, one of your leaders. Um, I think we're going to have to move him back to free safety okay. since he's going to be the quarterback uh, to try to – a yeah. little, a little less contact, and we'll hopefully find some time uh, uh, <clears throat> where he doesn't have to be in there as much on the defense. Yeah, but he's too good of a defensive player to keep him off the field over there. But we're going to move him back to the third level just to kind of keep him out of the fray a little bit. So, and, and Luke will be one of your defensive ends. Yeah. Or? So Luke and Ben were our two starting defensive ends last year, so they're both back. And as you know, with our defense, with Coach Doc, who you followed a long time, good end play is very, very key for us. So we bring back two of our best players at the two defensive end spots. So that's going to be really big for us. That's going to be that's going to be a really big help. What, what wasn't defense one of your most underappreciated? aspects of last year's team i think it's been for the last four or five years our defense for the last four or five years has been really really good but guys like colin just you know in the quarterback play and we've we've always scored a lot of points and we play kind of an up-tempo system that that draws eyes it has a tendency to get the headlines and get the attention but when you look to the other side you're like oh they only gave up 
80 yards on the other side of the ball the whole game. Our defense has been the main reason that we've put up all those offensive numbers because they get so many three and outs and they get so many stops. We get more and more and more possessions. Field position, all that stuff. Exactly. So when you're getting field possession and you're getting possessions, you're going to score more points. It sort of made the the score of the – Century game last year in the playoffs, all the more jarring because that's the one game where was that the only time you guys trailed all season long? Oh, Liberty, year? you mean? Or, excuse me, Liberty. I, I, I'm beating Liberty. It was a weird situation because I think the weather played havoc with their field. So you guys were at what, Marriott's Ridge. We were at Marriott's Ridge. You, you were at a neutral site. So it was just a crazy week and just lots of things to adjust to. And, and, and they got you for two touchdowns early, right? Yeah, they, um, they have a very good quarterback who's back this year named Nate Kent. And he, uh, he got out of two sacks. And ran around and extended time and completed two real long balls down the field, and we were down early. But that was—I was almost in. I mean, you never want to do that, and you never want to go down. But in hindsight, it was really good for us. First time we trailed the whole season, so um, you know, for our kids to have that happen and then score thirty-five unanswered points and show that they could play from behind if they had to. I thought that was a good confidence boost that we needed going into Damascus. And, and one of the huge memories from last year had to have been the, the Hail Mary right before uh, halftime that, that Blake Baxter came down with. I mean, there was no doubt that Colin could get it there, but but still, I mean, coming down with it is is, is the other part of the equation. It's not very easy, and, and, and Blake did it, and that sort of gave you guys a shot of momentum that – and you never look back from there. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I plan on coaching a long, long time. I might not ever see a play like that again. It's uh, it's kind of funny. When we lost the Bladensburg game and we didn't have a Week 2 game, we did a whole day of like all kinds of weird special situations. And Hail Mary was one of them. And the way it's Rio 800 Hail Mary, that's how we call it. And when we got the punt right before and we got a pen, we were like at, you know on the other side of the 50. And I was like, ah, should we take a knee? And Colin came running up to me and grabbed my arm and goes, Coach, Rio 800 Hail Mary, Rio 800 Hail Mary. And I just looked at him and I said, all right, yeah, go ahead. And you, and you, and you have the – there's never been a better quarterback in this county for a Hail Mary. No, no, we could throw the ball that far. Colin, right? The thing was yeah. in the air for 10 – it's funny. Um, the head coach from Kent State and three of their assistants were at the game and they were standing down in that end zone where he threw it to. They probably looked at themselves and said, yeah, we probably made a good decision offering this kid a scholarship. Absolutely. So, so uh, yeah, and that – we never looked back from there. That gave us the lead going into halftime and we really put it on him pretty good in the third quarter and – you know, it gave us that momentum shot that we needed. What wasn't it fitting also that Colin and Blake connected on that? Because the year before, as you know, you were at Walkersville, and Blake wasn't covered. I mean, there were, there wasn't anyone within five yards of him, and, and Colin chucked the ball about seventy yards, and it <laughs> sailed out of the back of the end zone, and and you guys missed the touchdown. So that was sort of the makeup for uh, for, for that play, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, a little redemption for them, a little redemption. Right. Uh, who else is out there in 2A? I mean, uh, everyone's coming after you now, and, and uh, Damascus is not. So, so that's a big hurdle, potential hurdle removed. But but there's still – I mean, Glenelg's going to be good. I mean, there's still uh, there's still going to be some good teams. <laughs> it, I mean, it starts at home. You know, it starts with Middletown and Walkersville right here in our own backyard. The three of us have all been in the 2A West for – you know, the last four years or whatever it's been, I think both of them are going to have very good teams. They were both very young last year and had some really, really good young players that are all back. So I would think our competition is going to start right there in 2A. And then, yeah, around the state, uh, I think Liberty's still really good. I think Glen Elk's really good. I think Milford Mill comes down from 3A. That's always been a really good program. We picked up Elkton, who we played 
in the semifinal game in the regular season, and they only had three seniors on their team last year. So, and they had some of the they had some of the best athletes that we played well, against Al, the whole Al, season. Elkton played Walkersville in, exactly in, 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 a, in a recent two A final. Exactly. So, yeah. so I think they're going to have a very good team. So we have lots of competition out there, but that's not really what we can worry about. If we take the road that we took last year and just try to beat the team in front of us that week. I mean, that's how we got to be able to get there. But it's there's certainly lots and lots of good teams in 2A. Uh, but Butch, the Oakdale, uh, or excuse me, uh, the, the Glen Allen coach lives in your school district, doesn't he? He does, and he's he has stepped down, so he's no longer the head coach oh, of Glen Allen. Yeah. not. Okay. I, his, I, uh, I, I didn't realize His that. D, D coordinator, uh, Tim, uh, his last name is escaping me right now, but his defensive coordinator from last year has taken over, and he's the new Glen Allen coach. Butch is in retirement. My, oh, I was going to say, does, does Butch have a spot on your uh, coaching staff? Uh, those conversations, I would be lying if I say maybe have and happened a little bit, but Butch is looking forward to not coaching at the moment. And he's taking some time off to spend with his daughters. His uh, his oldest daughter is an Oakdale student, and uh, his younger daughter is in Oakdale Elementary. So I mean Oakdale Middle. So he's gonna. They're they're both athletes, and I think he wants to kind of watch their games and and be a dad a little bit. Yeah, we we had Rick Connor in here uh, recently, and uh, you guys are playing a nine game schedule now. Yep. And when you're Oakdale and Ligonier, uh, filling out a ten game schedule could be a challenge because not a lot of people want to play you guys and, and ding their playoff Filling out a five-game schedule is hard. Right. And plus, and then you guys lose games when programs fold. Like, you've had a lot of bad luck when it comes to the schedule. So so I imagine you look at this nine-game schedule as being a pretty good thing. I mean, for Oakdale, if you're just looking at Oakdale's perspective, it, it's probably a good thing. Like you said, that's one less game that we have to try to find. And it's very, very difficult for us to find games. As you know, we've played games in Delaware. We've played games in West Virginia. You know, we've kind of been all over the place. So that helps. And then the other piece of it helps is the 2A West, and, you know, as we've talked about, our 3A when we were there, is always so competitive. I mean, last year we we were the three seed. We were the undefeated, you know, we could say we were the best team in 2A, and we only got a home game in the third round of the playoffs because there was an upset. In the semifinals. Right. right. So we went on the road week one, went on the road week two. You know, so the the expanded playoff format, if you finish in that top four in the region, you're going to get a home game week 10. So of those two things, I think, are, are, are good for Oakdale, making the playoffs, in a really competitive region like that, you know, if you lose a game, you're not necessarily out like you may have been before. So I think in our, for us, it's probably a good thing. Yeah. Yeah, you guys have been ten and zero and nine and one and gone on the road in the last two years and gone on the road uh, uh, for for the playoffs. Exactly. So. Week one on the play. That's that was our reward both times. Right, playing like Walkersville and Damascus and like the best team the best teams in the state which right. also happen to be in your region so but i imagine you also like the the, the reseeding after the two playoffs yeah games. so now instead of when there's four left they'll reseed when they're with eight so that that would have made a difference the last few years for us as well in some of those playoff matchups and when we would have played somebody and maybe if we wouldn't have had to play them at their place I maybe mean, we would have got them at a neutral site maybe so i definitely think um, for us here in the western part of the state, the changes would be will be positive for us. Right. Um, I, I, I don't want to use the word wide open because I'm not sure the county is wide open, but but it, it's going to be different though because because Leganor graduated a lot of players from their team that was a kick away from winning the three A title. You guys have graduated a lot of players. We we don't know what maybe Middletown and Walkersville are going to be yet. I mean, does it? I don't, again, the word is not wide open, but it's, does it sort of feel more like that that way this year? It definitely does. I mean, <clears throat> you can make an argument for 
five, six teams in the county to be the best, and I don't think somebody could tell you you're wrong. I mean, Tuscarora's got some of the best players that I've seen in a long time, especially Jordan. I mean, he's yeah, going, he's special. Go, go, you go, know? Going, going to Pitt. Right. Uh, he's so. just committed to, verbally committed to Pitt. So, so yeah. there, there's a lot of talent in the county and a lot of really, really good coaches in the county. You know, we kind of talked about that earlier. So you can't have a week off. If you don't play your best on any week, you're going to get beat. You're going to get beat. Even that team ends up, you know, six and three or five and four or whatever it may be, and maybe you're, you know, eight and one. That one will be the week that you weren't focused and dialed in because every single one of them can beat you. So we're going to have to challenge ourselves to make sure we're ready to answer the bell every single week because that's what it's going to take to win any, any game in our county. And, and and you figure even the smaller schools, Brunswick and with Jerry Smith and Katakin with Doug Williams. Uh, uh, a man you know well will have a shot to contend for their uh, regional playoff um, uh, I, spots too. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think Catoctin won what eight, nine games last year, and they last, bring last couple of years. Yeah, bring back really a big core. You know, I know that the they like the new young quarterback, the the slot receiver, the field kid. I know is a real good player. So you would have to think both of those programs will be in the playoffs next year, and especially with the expansion. You know, so I think both of them. I wouldn't be surprised. I mean, you could be looking at almost the whole county in the playoffs, really. Yeah, I mean, that's, yeah. How, that's how good football is yeah. in, 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 in this area. So practice starts, what, August 12th? August 14th. Or 14th? August okay. 14th, yeah. And what will be what sort of tone are you looking to set that, that, that first week of practice? What, what will your message be? <laughs> Pick up where we left off. I mean, you know, we're, we've gone about it pretty much the same way, especially in the preseason for the last probably five or six years, and that won't change. It's going to be intense. We're going to push you know, but we're also going to teach and be patient and, and really try to get these guys up. You know, uh, we have some shirts that say uh, culture chemistry championships, and, and that's what it is. If we can continue to make the standard the standard with our culture and our chemistry, then we think the championships can come. But if we skip the first two steps, they won't. So the new guys got to figure out a way to hold the line to where it was. And our standards are not going to change, even though the kids will. Are, are you going to be like last year is last year? Are you, are you going to sort of like push that in the past? Or are you going to allow the kids to sort of like ride ride that a little longer? I mean, it, it is in the it's 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 both. It, it doesn't help you now. It does, but you know, there's no reason that you can't be proud that you're the defending state champs and everybody's coming for you. Matter of fact, you better remember that you're the defending state champs and that every single game somebody wants to take their shot. You know, you are the target on your back, as they always say, and that's true. So you better keep that in the back of your mind and be ready to go on Friday night because I guarantee you, if somebody is playing Oakdale, they're going to be ready to go. Yeah. Thanks, Kurt. Kurt Stein, uh, head coach of the Oakdale Bears, uh, now looking to to defend a championship, not not break through uh, for the, for that for that first win. So it's, it's got to be a great feeling. We look forward to watching your team play. It, it should be a lot of fun as always. So thanks a lot, Greg. Uh, as always, always appreciate coming here and talking with you. Yeah, uh, my thanks to Graham Collin, all of you uh, for listening. Uh, we'll continue our look at the 2019 uh, Frederick County High School football season here on the Final Score Podcast with some upcoming coaches. In future weeks, uh, until then, uh, we will see you back here next week on the Final Score Podcast.